0: And welcome to the post-game wrap after State dropping a 12-2 to decision to Tennessee in eight innings here on Thursday of the SEC tournament. Bulldogs two in the queue this week and lose yesterday to Florida and then turn right back around and lay the egg again today. 12-2, to the loss to Tennessee and Charlie Winfield. I'm here in Hoover at the Bank First Studios, Roving Studios here at the, the SEC tournament. Charlie Winfield is back and start of our – studios back at home, and boy, Charlie, my goodness, is there anything positive? I guess Eric Sarantola threw a scoreless inning in the game yesterday. Scotty De Brule put some balls in play. I'm just trying to look for any kind of positives because they were kind of few and far between over the last couple days.
1: Oh, Kate Smith, right? He yep. He gave us a little bit, and uh, I think overall, I think we can just decide we aren't morning people. <laughs>
0: I, I thought I was ready to compete here early in the morning, but yeah, it was just it was just not good. Okay, so now let's look at this from a, a macro standpoint. We could go by the play-by-play, and 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 we will. I want to look back at that first inning of or the second inning with Tennessee getting the four runs in the second inning. But from a, a macro standpoint, you know we've talked for the past couple of weeks about how big is the SEC tournament for Mississippi State. Have you done enough to get a quote-unquote national seed before you come here? You and I were both of the opinion of it really doesn't matter, but you wanted to play well. And i tell you what, Charlie, looking back, this ain't what we were kind of asking for, was it?
1: No, it's not, because I think when I was of the opinion that it didn't matter, I was assuming that we would stay within some zone of reasonableness, that we would stay in some level of competitiveness, that you come over here and you lose six to three and eight to five. Eh, you know, that's one thing. But we got a run rules. We didn't even play 18 innings this weekend and just got embarrassed, you know, 13 to one by Florida. And boy, for all the time I've spent making fun of the East. Boy, the East just roughed us up 25-3 to in about 15 in the third inning. So, boy, it's tough, tough weekend. I guess it wasn't even 15 in the third. How many innings did we play? I don't know. No, we played know. 14 in a third. Yeah, so 14 in the third inning.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I, so. I quit counting after about four, to be honest with you. It's just one of those weeks and, hey, you look back and yesterday, what do we use the, as the excuse of, hey, Barco's rolling out. He's the number two guy for Florida. You know, we're throwing you know, Brandon Sims, who, you know, we were expecting two or three innings out of him and try to piece things together. Today was number one versus number one, or your Friday night starter versus Friday night starter, and he get beat 12 to two. And just looking back at how the game kind of unfolded, man, I look in the bottom of that second inning. When you give away free runs, and Tennessee, give them credit. This is the first time I've had a chance to look at Tennessee. I like their lineup. I really liked them a lot more, but seeing them in person than I thought I would. I like Dallas the starter. That guy is just a bulldog mentality. I'm going to shove it in the zone. But giving up the four runs in the second inning, it starts with a walk, then a hit batter, then a three-run home run. If you give bases – Good teams take advantage of that. That's what got us in trouble against Arkansas and against Vanderbilt, too, is when we opened the door and did it against Missouri. Tennessee seized the opportunities today, especially early in the game.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is we helped them get a few opportunities. And then the times when we had opportunities, we just didn't do anything with it. You know, we had a chance. I guess it was the top of the third inning where you get a couple of guys on, Forsyth, Walk, Skinner. He ends up reaching on a fielder's choice, but then you get a hit and you get another hit, and all of a sudden, you know, it looks to have something going. And then you, Logan Tanner strikes out, Hancock's hit by pitch, and then Cameron James strikes out. So the, you know, the moment you had there in that third to try to answer back, you just you put a run on the board, but you really couldn't take advantage, and it just. Got out of hand, and then, boy, the thing that's inexplicable is once you get to the back of that ball game, it really unraveled.
0: 33 hits. State gave up 33 hits. You give up 25 runs. You know, you want to look in that third inning and say, hey, Cameron James striking out with the bases loaded on the 3-2 pitch. Ron Polk, I was sitting by Coach Polk, and he looked at me right before that pitch, and everybody's going to be moving on it. And he looked at me, and he said, slider, here it comes. And there it was. But I thought two batters before that, Logan Tanner with a runner at third, less than two outs, got the strikeout swinging there. That's what Kay Dallas is. Dallas is a guy who throws a really good cutter. And he threw some really good cut fastballs. And Charlie – Explain to people the difference in a cutter and a slider. It's essentially just a grip. I mean, you're, you're just throwing a cut fastball, essentially, is what a cutter is, and you're not coming through it like a slider, which takes off a few more miles an hour. You look at a 83-mile-an-hour slider, a guy's throwing a cutter, it's 87, 88, but it's, it's that late action. What's what's the difference in slider and cutter to you?
1: Well, I think one of the things about it is I think it's just a little bit easier as a guy is developing to learn to throw that cutter. But I think it makes it in the sense of you're not doing as much. Really what you're doing is just changing kind of pressure points in your grip on how you're holding it. But the big thing for me that it does is it makes it a little bit more difficult to pick up. You know, when you throw a slider, it's got a little more spin. It's got that kind of telltale dot that forms on the baseball. And so as a hitter, if you've been around, you you see that dot, you know, slider is running away. A cutter, it's like you go back to the Yankees, Mariano Rivera threw a cutter the entire time, and it just has that very late tight break where it is the speed differential between that and your fastball is not as great, but it's just harder to see. It's harder to pick up.
0: I'm Bart Gregory here at the SEC Tournament in the Bank First Studios here in the finley center just outside the stadium here in hoover of course our our thanks to our friends at bank first they've got a lot of locations in mississippi and alabama their customer service is great if you're looking to refinance your house, if you're looking for a car loan, boat loan, any kind of loan, any kind of bank service, that's who I use. Bank First, tremendous guys, great service. Moke Griffin and the gang is based out of Mississippi over in Columbus, and they do a fantastic job. And they're growing. They're a growing bank. They're growing across the state of Mississippi. They've opened up a Hattiesburg office. They've got that Madison office in Tuscaloosa, and they're doing big things in each of those communities. So our thanks to our friends at bank first. Okay, Charlie, I'm looking down through the lineup today. Rowdy Jordan went two for four in the game today. Scotty DeBrule got a couple of hits. So we had eight hits today, which is twice the amount we had in yesterday's game. Just looking at the overall starting lineup and seeing how Chris Lamone has played it today, you put Cameron James at third base, you DH with Kellum Clark, and you bring Skinner in. Did you like the overall lineup today? Because you know it, it seems like going back to the point we've talked about, Chris Lamonis continues to push buttons to try to put people in positions.
1: Yeah, and it it didn't really matter to me. I felt like after yesterday you needed to do something. But in terms of who went where, I didn't care. I will say one thing that is interesting is we've now gone a couple of games and you haven't seen Brad Cumbus really play a big role in the order for mississippi state you know you pinch hit in the ball game yesterday was hit by a pitch and then you know today doesn't get in the ball game and it's interesting because you kind of felt like for a period of time he had really had a chance to win left field then you feel like coming in well maybe you know the kid from brandon's won it you know you kind of go through all the different ideas of you know who may have won the spot but it just hasn't I think we still got question marks out there because, you know, Kellen Clark, as you said, dh in today.
0: I thought Skinner drawing the start in left field was probably a reward for picking up the base hit. We were looking for anything positive yesterday, and it's almost like a message to the team when you start bringing Skinner today. Hey, guys, let me tell you, if I put you in there and you do something positive, I'm going to leave you the lineup. I thought Skinner's single yesterday in the seventh inning probably gets him the start in the game today. I was kind of surprised not to see Cumbas out in left field yesterday in that left-on-left situation and uh, with Kellum Clark being the left fielder in the lineup. Okay, one of the things we haven't talked about, Luke Hancock got hit on that right elbow. He's had that elbow problem uh, all season long. He's got the covering on that elbow and the padding on that elbow, but he took a fastball, so Josh Hatcher has to come in. Hey, it was good to see Josh Hatcher get a base hit and maybe get some confidence going into postseason play. But, man, for all intents and purposes, Charlie, man, I I don't know what to say. I mean, you just kind of got kicked in the teeth that's the thing about this game. Sometimes you get kicked in the teeth and I just I don't like how we're playing right now at all.
1: I was trying to decide if I were Chris Lamonis how I would handle this. There is some instinct in you that says, Hey, we gotta flush it and move on. We gotta forget it and move on. But I think if I'm Chris Lamonis, I'm probably gonna have a hard time forgetting this until about Monday. Because although I know I said yesterday it's kinda late in the year to be kicking garbage cans and Getting into guys, the thing that has to concern you as a head coach is we just didn't look like we cared. And because, and here's why I go back to that. You say, all right, what does it mean not to care? Well, dogging it on ground balls is not caring. Not being where you're supposed to be defensively is not caring. But I guess it's just better to me than the alternative because I look and I see, not in terms of I'm happy about it, but the only other explanation is that we're just not any good. And you can say, look, I want to tip my hat to Florida, tip your hat to Tennessee. They played well. They had a lot to do with us not playing well. I get that. And I understand you got to say those things. But the bottom line is there shouldn't be any team in the country or any two teams capable of doing this to us on back-to-back days if we acted like we cared. And, boy, the other thing, you talk about how Chris Lamonis reacts. How do you react if you're Scott Boxall? Because you put Bednar in, he got hit. You put McLeod in, he got hit. And then the guy who hadn't been touched all year that we thought just kind of wore a cape coming out of the bullpen faces seven hitters and only gets one out. I, don't, I really don't know what to say.
0: I guess right now who we care who says something is the NCAA committee. And, of course, John Cohen is on that committee with a baseball committee. He's the SEC representative. And, of course, anytime they talk about Mississippi State, John Cohen has to walk outside the room. But I tell you what, when he walks outside the room on Sunday, there's going to be some guys looking around the table saying, hey, did y'all see State on Wednesday and Thursday over in Hoover? I mean, that's one of the things about you know who you have to impress now is the, the people sitting around that table. And I know a lot of people have, are questioning, hey, did you do enough for the national seed? Charlie, to be quite honest with you right now, I'm worried about just getting out of a regional, much less whether you're hosting a super regional right now.
1: Yeah, so go back, 2019, What we got run-ruled in game over there. We've won one game in five tries uh, since Chris LeMona's came in the SEC tournament. We made it through in 19. We are capable of making it through again. I don't remember looking this bad, though. I think that's the thing that concerns me. And I can't decide whether I want to be positive or negative right now. <laughs> and and I've, I'm guessing our coaching staff is a little bit that way, too because you don't like kind of saying earlier do we forget about it or do we dwell on it for a few days just to let people hear about it my question I guess like you say though the big question is what's the NCAA going to say about it and well I'd have some real questions right now about whether I make us a national seed I get a complete body of work but in every sport we talk about who's hot who's playing well and if you go back over the past three weeks it's hard to make a great case that we're that we're playing at the top of our game
0: well and we'll talk about that in just a minute Let's look at some of the teams that are kind of on the outside right now outside the bubble of being the national sea we'll take a look at that in a minute but first let's take a look at our stats and our stats brought to you by uh, our friends at maroon and white realty if you're looking for property management if you're looking for a game day home go with the people the people in start will trust as sterling Dahl, he's got his nose to the ground those Everything going on in the real estate market in Startwell and it's always a hot market. It's a hot market right now like it is everywhere else. And so you want to go with the, the trusted pros at Sterling Dahl and Maroon and White Realty and they bring you our today's stats. And just looking at the stats, we talked about Rowdy Jordan going two for four, Scotty DeBrule two for four. Those are the only two guys that had multiple hits for state today. You look at the top of the order for Tennessee, Liam Spence had three hits, Max Ferguson had three hits, and then he had a, three guys who had two hits each, Gilbert, the center fielder, Jordan Beck, the right fielder, and then the D.H. had uh, was two for four as well. Fifteen hits pounded out by Tennessee. The line totals 12 runs on 15 hits. Both teams played errorless baseball. Tennessee left six on the bases. State went two runs, eight hits. Also played airless baseball, left seven on the bases. And so that's the look at these two teams from a statistical standpoint on the offensive side. Now, here to me, Charlie, and I know when you scored two runs on eight hits, you could say, man, I tell you what, I'm really worried about our offense, especially after yesterday, the one run on four hits. But, man, the pitching stats to me are the ones that really cause concern. Christian McLeod today, four innings of work, five runs, all earned on five hits. He struck out four. He walked one through 57 pitches. And, hey, you and I brought this up. Well, you did. I'm going to give you credit. I want you to spike the football because yesterday (laughs) you said, if we get to the middle innings, I want to use Will Bednar. And today we threw Will Bednar in there in the fifth inning, and there's a lot of media guys sitting around me going, what is State doing right here Charlie, go back to the point you made yesterday on the post-game wrap. Why you bring in Will Bednar right there?
1: Ultimately, you just do not want one of your top two starters going two weeks without throwing a competitive pitch. And if you don't get him in the ball game when it's pretty clear we're set to come home, it didn't look like we had any chance to win that game. If you wanted to get him some action, that was the time to do it. Now that I saw the two innings he threw, I wish I could take it back. I wish I hadn't spoken that into existence because – Two innings, five hits, three runs, all of them earned. So, faces 12 guys, gives up five hits and walks one. That's a tough day.
0: Hey, Stone Simmons, we were looking at positives. Talking about Cade Smith yesterday. How about Stone Simmons today? One inning of work, clean sheet, threw nine pitches, got three outs. But then State goes to Landon Sims in the eighth inning. And, man, Landon – hey, we talked about this this year. It hasn't happened yet. And I I hope – We didn't talk this into existence. When you've got a guy out there like Landon Sims who's going to fill up the strike zone primarily with fastballs, sooner or later a day like this is going to happen.
1: Yeah, and today was that day. And you hope that it's all over with and done. You know, it's going to have a huge impact on season ERAs and things of that like. I haven't seen his new updated ERA. I guess it's probably up over three and a half now after today. Uh, probably jumped about three points, I bet, because he only recorded one out.
0: Yeah, 3.55. Five.
1: Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, tough on your numbers. But it, here's the ultimate thing. It doesn't change who he is as a pitcher. And you can't let one outing define who he's been. He's been really good in some big spots. Today, you talk a lot, Bart, about kind of the mentality and the difficulty of coming into a ball game. Sims was not coming into a ball game as he has all year long where times are desperate, where things are tough, where we got to get a win, where we got to get an out. He was basically asked to come in and do some work and mop up duty. And sometimes you just wonder, sometimes that just doesn't flip the switch with guys.
0: Hey, we talked to Kendall Graven about this a few weeks ago on our regular Out of Left Field show. Hey, we've talked to Chris Young about the same scenario who's the bullpen coach at the Chicago Cubs. Sometimes when guys are wired differently, and Landon Sims is wired differently, when you come into these non-leverage situations, when you're a high-leverage guy, you see this as well. We talked about pouring fastballs through the zone. and allows you to get hit. How about coming into a game in a non-leverage situation? And that's what happened today.
1: Like I said, we decided we're not mourning people here on this baseball team. And the uh... – Landon Sims isn't built for mop-up duty. We've got to get him back in there when it matters.
0: Well, the good thing is is we will not see another morning start the rest of the year, you hope. I mean, sometimes on a rainout, you'll see 11 o'clock, but that's about
1: it. And these stats. Now, be- we did see some 11s in yep. the super back in, uh, what was that, 07. 07?
0: Yep, 07. But it's still not 930. It's a big difference in 930 and 11, you would hope. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Any stats brought to you by our friends at Maroon and White Realty. Sterling Dahl and the gang at Maroon and White, if you're looking for property management, give them a shout at Maroon and White Realty. Look them up on the interwebs. Fantastic people, and they know Starkville real estate. So, all right, Charlie, one of the things we also have to do is take a look at today's play of the game. Yesterday we did not have a good play of the game. Today we're not going to have a good play of the game. Just looking back at what you thought and two brothers is proud to bring you our play of the game. Two brothers smoke meets on University Drive and start. Well, if you're looking at a play of the game today, what's your play of the game?
1: Well, you know, I passed through Tupelo earlier today. Was it Jack had his play of the game with Sonic Drive home at that time? <laughs> Drive um, Tupelo. You know, my, my play of the game may be hitting up two brothers later today, which I fully intend to do. By the way, I know we talk about the wings. Those tacos are strong man. Yeah, That's they smoked are. chicken. Oh, boy. So that's going to be the highlight of my day is hitting up two brothers later tonight. But if I've got to come up with something from the game itself, I don't have anything really good to say. Um, I will say this. The thing I want to watch from this game, because I I said something negative yesterday because we don't have to be like network radio. I want to be sure that Hancock getting hit by that pitch is not the play of the game. I hope he's okay and is able to come back. If not – uh, you may find out that ultimately the most decisive thing that happened today was him getting hit by a pitch or Tanner Allen fouling one off his foot. I hope those are not the most significant plays of this game. Well, I'll
0: take that. I guess if you're looking during the game itself, I would have to say it was probably somewhere in that third inning. I don't want to pick out one of the strikeouts, but I, I think – the opportunity of bouncing back after falling behind 4 to nothing, I think that's a big key. If you want to say the the leadoff walk or the walk in the second inning to, to get Tennessee rolling may have been the, the tough thing, the first tough thing, first play of the day to put Christian McLeod in the stretch for the first time. I don't think there was any one thing today that really stands out. It was just accumulation of a lot of different things, kind of like yesterday was. And so, yeah, I'm going to say one of those strikeouts there in the third inning. When you got one, if you'd have gotten three right there, you don't know how the game changes because let me tell you this, Chad Dallas went six and two-third today, one run, gave it up in the third inning and uh, really pitched well. But like yesterday with uh, Barco, today Chad Dallas able to pitch with a lead. And when you've got an elite pitcher on the mound, and he is an elite pitcher pitching with the lead – He looked very comfortable out there. And so, yeah, I think I go back. My play of the game is early in that third inning when State had a chance to kind of blow it open and really couldn't take advantage of the opportunities. And so that's our play of the day brought to you by Two Brothers Smoked Meats on University Drive in Stark. Well, the place to be next week when we know the dogs are going to host a regional. And so go by and get some of those great tacos and get some of those smoked wings from our friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Charlie we got Sunday coffee around the corner on Sunday for our show. Any closing thoughts to kind of put the bow on this one in the SEC tournament?
1: Yes. I think um, we have said before that winning the SEC tournament was a very poor predictor of postseason success. We could come up with countless examples, both with Mississippi State and other teams, where winning this tournament arguably hurt you, And we're losing two games and being done did not, teams have gone on to win the national championship. The bigger issue for me is not wins and losses. It is just where are we as a competitive baseball team right now? You and I have said all year long that we've got some question marks. I haven't wanted to call them holes, but we've got some question marks. The problem is we're kind of running out of time to fill in those spots for somebody to claim a job. And so maybe we're just going to be that team who has to piece it together. But I think there's a lot that has to kind of be sorted out in this ball club within the next seven days, because you can sit here after an SEC tournament and say, flush it, don't worry about it. But another performance like this next week, and I hate to use too strong words, but it will have been a season that could not be viewed by anyone as a success. So, Now's the time. They got a week, and they got to go figure some stuff out.
0: Charlie, appreciate you getting together today here on the post game wrap. Wasn't a fun a couple days here in Hoover for us. Bulldogs beaten soundly yesterday by Florida, thirteen to one. Bounce back today and. It was all Tennessee here in eight innings, 12-2 over Mississippi State. Our thanks to our great friends at Bank First and Two Brothers Smoke Meats and Maroon and White Realty. Appreciate you guys allowing us to put this together for the postgame shows here from Hoover. So for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on the postgame wrap.